Happy Mother's Day. Celebrating Mother's Day, it is on the 14th of May. Don't forget, I think that is right. Um, I'm joined by a lot of people that I feel are inspiring and are doing amazing work. Um, and one of them is Danny Rogers. She's a host of Mummy Republic podcast. She's a mum of three. Hey. Hi. Now, I say mum of three, you've currently got a baby out there. So, you've, how old are your kids? So, uh, one is 11 this month, and yep. then three, and then Charlie is seven weeks today. Seven weeks. Yeah, often, often forget about her, um, but she's just out there. Yeah. How are you going? Seven weeks. Yeah, do you know what? Surprisingly, really well. And I feel like it's, I'm almost hesitant to say that out loud. Yeah, you're like, knock, knock, and then you don't want to say it to other people because you don't get the real empathy when people go, it's going really well. You go, okay, no worries. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) because you're expecting for it to be horrible, right? And being through it twice before, you know, it's not postpartum, not the funnest time. Um, But I think this third time around, you're just a little bit more prepared and. You're a different person. Yes, a thousand percent. Yes. Yeah, and I feel like when you know that you are outnumbered, you know you can't achieve. That, yeah. I know that sounds silly, but you're like, well, it's the so house true. can't be clean. Yes. I can't be putting three kids to bed at the same time. So yeah. there's going to be someone that's unhappy and you sort of accept that. Absolutely. And I feel like you prepare yourself a little bit better third time around. You know, yeah. you don't commit to things. You sort of tell people, look, I'm going to be a potato for weeks. Don't yeah. don't expect don't. anything of me. Um, and then it's, it's almost that like, under promise, over deliver situation. You know, I'm not. You're not going to see me for weeks, and then it's like surprise, guys. I'm here. There was here. a couple of years ago. I heard someone getting really upset with baby brain. They were like, "Oh, you shouldn't say that. It's really wrong." And I was like, "Well, for me, I actually felt like I did have a baby brain. I, I'm happy with saying that because I felt like I, I was on air and we were trying to talk about uh, um, different celebrities. I could never remember their names. Yeah, it's like for me, it was a real thing. And you were just saying that you get stressed. You're like, "Oh my god, am I going to be able to string sentences together?" Yeah. Do you find that you have gone through that? Yeah, in in ebbs and flows. Yeah. Some days are you I've, offended by that? Is oh that, god, no. no, no, not at all. I think it, it is what it is, right? And research has shown that that's an actual thing. And if yeah. anything, I feel like it's a little bit validating. Yes, <laughs> that it's not just you and you going crazy. But some days I am really on the ball, and other days I couldn't tell you what day it is and what what my kids' birthdays like. How many children do I have now? Yeah. I don't know. Is it sixty? I'm not sure. Like it's, yeah. I I think it's one of those things you've just got to accept and lean into and use the excuse. What's been your favourite thing about being a mum? And at what oh, what moment was it? Was it after having a first one? Was it what was the thing where you're like, oh my god, these feelings? I feel like. There's probably been different moments of appreciation with each one Mm. because each child is so different, right? Um, But I think just having that person who loves you unconditionally and so relentlessly, it's just such a magical thing to have, to have somebody just adore you that much. And it's almost a little bit scary because you've got this massive responsibility, right, to nurture that and help them grow. But I think, yeah, just having a small piece of you that you can help shape and watch grow is pretty special. Now my kids have got older, I haven't got that appreciation, so that's why I bought a puppy because I was like, then they go through the slamming of the doors and I hate you. And I was like, well, that means I'm doing a good job. Yeah. And you're like, I think? I don't know. Oh, it's all of those moments where you're like, is this going to be that couch moment yes. when you're in therapy? Yes. I do, my daughter is in you know, on the edge of that tween period. she's the one that's turning 11? Yeah. And do you see things in her that you don't like in yourself? And I don't mean that in a bad way, yes. but it's just my son is, he's turned 11. 
And he can be really angry, like go from zero to ten. And I was like, oh, my God, that is me. And I was like, it's it's really shocking when you see that behaviour that you don't like in yourself and yeah. someone else. Especially when you have the audacity to correct them on it. And yeah. then you're like, oh, that's me though. I really need to take my own advice. Totally. Or even I'll almost project stuff on her that I did at that age. Like she'll say, oh, I've got a sore throat. And I'm like, no, nah, you just don't want to go to school. Yeah, yeah. But she probably has a sore throat. Yes. But it's just those, yeah, those little moments there. Yeah. Children are terrifying mirrors. Your, I did see that your husband, Dan, because you've only got a little seven-week-old uh, seven and you were saying that Dan's going back to work and you're like, what am I going to do? And you're like, well, I'm just going to survive. That's what, how I'm going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> how has it been in your relationship with hubby uh, since having like a, a third? Like what, how has it changed? I think for us, our second was in NICU for a period of time. He had wow, medical okay, yep. conditions. Yep. Um, we were in and out of hospital for a year. So we sort of learnt that, I guess, you have to work as a team. You've got no choice but to work as a team. It's almost that divide and conquer mentality and yep. um, communication is massive. So in comparison, Charlie is... It's fine when you've got that... Ex that it's actually a breeze. So. How did you go... Because you would have had to leave him in hospital then. Or did yeah. you have to stay? Yeah, no. So he was in NICU for almost four weeks. So how do you, how did you leave him? Like what? Oh, with a lot of tears. Yeah. Yeah, it was really hard. And I think until you go through it, you don't understand how difficult it is. And you, you'll see, you know, a lot of mums go through it. And there was the couple next to us were in there for months and they had to come. They were based on the Sunshine Coast and had to come and stay in Brisbane. But you... You can stay overnight, but you're basically sitting in a very uncomfortable chair. So it's yep. more like go home, get and some got, rest and come back. And you've got another kid at home. And Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So it is incredibly difficult. And it's one of those things on reflection that you look back and go, how did I actually do that? Yeah. Um, but at the time you just do it because it's you just do what you have to do. So... I've never ever said the whole, uh, I guess, invest into the whole, like, you can't have it all or you can't have it all. Because I've am i got this stupid analogy that I always use. I'm like, I've got a certain amount of marbles each day, right? Mm -hmm. And I've got all these different pots, which is like my marriage or fitness or the kids or whatever it is. And I can't put them all, like, I can't put them all in all jars. Sometimes it's all going to go into the husband and we're going to have a good time, but then the kids miss out. You know what yeah, I mean? It's absolutely. that mentality. Yeah. So how do, how do you sort of get through your day of kind of going, can I achieve it all? No, no, no. Motherhood isn't balanced at all. And I think you can have it all, but you can't have it all at once. And you have to just be mindful of, you know, I don't really like that terminology of, oh, it's all just a season. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not a season. Sometimes yeah. it's a day. Sometimes it's an hour. Sometimes it's a month. But you have to just be mindful of what your, in inverted commas, season is. You know, for me at the moment, my whole world is around my newborn yeah. and my other kids, obviously they're important, but they just kind of have yeah. to adjust because she needs me more at the moment. Yeah. But because of that, it means, you know, my business and my social life and everything else has to take a dive. But there will be a time in the near future where I can, you know, leave her and invest more in myself and more in my friends. But it's all about the timing. You talk about your business. Who were you, I guess, before you had kids? Did you have like a career that you were kind of like, this is what I want to focus on? Yeah, I was in um, corporate finance for 13 years. Yep. Um, so relentless hours, ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous work ethic, um, which is amazing. It served me well for the time. When I had my daughter, I did continue my career for a number of years because I actually left her dad when she was eight months. So I wow, that's no choice. That's 
hard. Yeah, look, it's. Um, do you look back now and you go, oh, God, my God, how did I do all that? Oh, like yeah. at the time, you'll go, you, once you go back, you go into survival. Yeah. But you must look back now and go, I did what? Well, even my husband said to me the other day, he was like, oh, you know, I just, it'd be so hard being a single mum. And I was like, yeah, it actually was. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks but I guess, I guess you that. just went through it. But yeah, and you, you do just go through it and you learn from it and you grow from it. And I think it's, you choose your heart, right? You can mm. be, it, it's really difficult being a single mum or you can be in a relationship that's not serving you. So yeah. it, you choose your heart. And that, but it is hard though. A lot of people still stay in some a relationship that's not because it is sometimes like as patronising it is, friends of mine that have left their partner, I've always said, oh, my God, congratulations. And yeah. I don't mean that in a thing, but, I mean, it is sometimes harder to leave than it is to stay. Yeah. And making that decision for not just for you but for your child because there's so many uh, things to organise, financials to mm. organise, just the, the actual care. There's so much involved. Yeah, absolutely. And either way, you know, it's if you're in a position where you ca- you know the decision you want to make but you physically cannot make it, that's a whole different level of yeah. hard because you're trying to do what's right for your child and that's your priority. And, you know, we were listening to a conversation before around, you know, you do you make certain decisions for your children because it, it's almost like that switch in your brain. There's so much that you'll tolerate. You just get into that protective thing, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. then for your own child, you, you go, won't. oh, no, I won't. Yeah, but then sometimes, unfortunately, that means, well, I have to stay where I am because financially yeah. I can't afford to leave. So, but, you know, single motherhood is, or any single parents, I should say, not just mums. Yeah. It's so difficult, so difficult. It's just not being out, I guess, share a lot of decisions. It's coming home yes. and having everything that you left in the same place. It's just, yeah. you can only consult with yourself. Absolutely. And you don't have the ability to just go, hey, I just need 10 minutes 10 to minutes, myself. Yeah. To have a shower. Yeah. yeah. It's it's you all of the time and emotionally, physically. It's a lot. It's a lot. I constantly say, and I don't know whose it is, just um, repeat other people's, but I was like, <laughs> it, it is true and it's something where you go, at work you pretend that you don't have kids and at home you pretend that you don't have a job and, you know, you don't really want to blend them. And for me it was really strict at the start as well. Um, and it was quite eye-opening because I just came back to work um, two weeks after having my firstborn oh because my I didn't really have a choice. I, we didn't yep. have maternity leave then and so much has changed in those 11 years. Work just didn't. So I had to come back to work because we'd moved into state and my husband didn't have a job then. So it was constantly this guilt of like, I don't have a choice. But I, I never wanted to pretend that it was inconvenience, I guess, to everyone. Mm. And that was such an eye-opener because um, and a guy here had a baby and he's like, oh, I've got to leave. I'm on daddy duties. And everyone was like, oh, my God, you're so amazing. And I was like... What? (laughs) (laughs) And it was really soul-destroying for me, but in so many ways because I was like, well, I didn't think I could. Yeah. I didn't want anyone to think as a mum that I couldn't do it all. I didn't want anyone to think as a woman I couldn't do it all. So there's all this expectation that I was like, I don't know if anyone put it on me or I don't know if I put it on myself. But I don't think anybody would have celebrated you. No, they wouldn't have. If you turned around and said, I'm on mummy duties. And the first time I heard someone go, I've got to go and babysit. And I was like, it's not babysitting. You were were part of making it. Yeah, but, you know, you'd never get any mum going, what are you doing today? Well, I'm babysitting my kids, you know, but a a dad would. So how was that in the workplace, I guess, for you? Oh, very, In the corporate world, I couldn't imagine there would be flexibility. Now, you know, COVID, things have changed, but I couldn't imagine it would be. Absolutely not. Not at the time. And it was always very much a, oh, well, it's not an excuse. 
you know, it's not my problem yeah. if you have kids. And, of course, from a HR perspective, they're not going to openly say that to you. Yeah. But it was very much that mentality. And I was in finance, which was heavily male-dominated. So anything, you know, when it came to not being available or not being able to travel was, well, that's a weakness and that's going to hold you back. Um, and particularly being a young female, it was, well, we don't really have space for you to be anything but dedicated to your job. So your child has to come second. There was a book called Lean In, I think it was by um, one of the ladies that's involved in Facebook and she was saying about how there's not many, I guess, women, you know, in the in the corporate ladder and becoming mm. CEOs and she was trying to make it more friendly for it. But there was a point in it where I realised that I don't have the same desires that I had when I was trying to, I guess, like, make myself in the world in, you know, in work. And I've had opportunities that are great for my career that I haven't taken. And for me, I've started going... Well, I don't really agree with that because I don't want to be. Mm. Do you feel like it was sort of a fresh of um, air going, I don't want to be in that corporate world? And it's not because I've given up. It's not because of that, like, actually choosing that I have a preference for raising this child? A thousand percent. When we when we fell pregnant with Archer, who's our second, or yeah. my second, um, he had complications. And at 20 weeks, I had to stop work. And so that's when you stopped that job. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was on I was on sick leave, but okay. it was basically look, you, you can't work for the rest yeah. of the pregnancy. And I think by then I'd mentally sort of known that this wasn't going to be my path, and I wanted to go elsewhere after maternity leave. But taking a step back and having something like that just completely shake your priorities, it was like, what, what am I? What am I climbing for? Yeah, you know, you get the next job, and then you just want to climb higher, and you're just constantly chasing this level of satisfaction that you never really get. Mm. And I was missing out on all of these things at home. And I realised that's not what I want. So I don't need the title and I'm happy to walk away from that. And I have absolutely no regrets at all. Yeah. Because it's different for everyone. Because totally. some, some women, women want to, you know. Yeah. And for those, I kind of feel bad because I'm like, I wish the workplace had, had changed. Yes. Like if there had been different stuff in your workplace, maybe you would want to continue? Possibly, yeah, possibly. Like maybe if there was like pure flexibility or maybe if there was yeah. the working from home. I know that there are people who make it work for them yeah. now. You know, it, it, the world is slowly starting to adjust and I think it really comes down heavily to who your direct leader is and the company and the values and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and don't get me wrong, I've had wonderful bosses in the past yeah. who probably could have helped make it work. Yeah. But if anything, just, it was a great catalyst that, yeah. for me. It was a really good thing to say, do you really want this? You yeah. Know, and I think that's the biggest thing though is actually listening because you're like, well, yeah. I should keep doing it. I should keep doing this job because yes. I've got the opportunities and I've worked so hard and a career is, you know, something. And you go, well, maybe I do actually want to associate with motherhood. That's maybe more my identity. And for, my, I guess, my grandmother, you know, and even my mum, that was who you are. Yeah. But it was sort of a little bit of guilt going, oh, my God, I want to focus on being a motherhood because you still had to have your career. Well, everybody's fought for these rights, right? Yeah, for us I think to that's have, it is. Yeah. To do everything and to have a career and then all of a sudden we're going, oh, Maybe do, I don't want to. Do I really want that? Yeah. And yeah. for me it was, uh, you know, I have no regrets. I loved, I've learnt so much from that career but it wasn't serving me anymore. And yeah. it was, uh, so for me I was comfortable enough to go, you know what, that's that's not my world and yeah. I'm going to focus here. And it was a great decision. I, get, I think it's interesting what you say about the fighting for that rights because mm. I was like, well, I, I cooked the dinner at home. And my sister-in-law was, how dare you if you're the girl because you've got to cook the dinner? And I was like, well, no, it's just because of our hours. Yeah. But that's a real thing where I'm going, that works for us. 
and I'm not going to apologise for it because yep. I don't want to mow the lawn. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, but oh it's that sort gosh. of going, well, it just it, it is what it is. Like it's yep. actually listening to what you want to do and going, that works for us. Yeah, and I think it's nice to have the choice. It's mm. nice to have the choice and have the rights and the ability to choose like, okay, well, will I get my husband to help with dinner? But no, I don't want to mow the lawn. So yeah, yeah. Y- you can make that choice now and we're lucky to have that. How do you juggle? Because you say you run a business. Is it that's your you do the podcast? Uh, yep. So I have an events business now, oh, wow. which okay. has kind of taken. It just kind of started on its own, um, yep. which is also called Mummy Republic, and it's basically events for mums. Wow. Um, so yeah. it's creating that community. More so, it started off just a let your hair down, get a little bit tipsy in the middle of the day, and dance yep. on a dance floor because none of us are out in the valley at twelve pm. No, Let's but I've real. always wanted a day club. Yes. I really have. Where I'm like, you just go in there, you party hard. And then yes. you go home. That's and it's exactly like, what it is. Yeah, That's exactly perfect. what it is. You know, we draw the curtains, we turn the lights on, go hard, and then everyone, will, you know, you open them and everyone looks like it's 3 a.m. Yeah. in the middle of the valley, but it's actually 3 o'clock. And perfect. now you've got to go home to your children. Good luck. Um, so I started that, and that's kind of growing, and it's again, all these ideas that you have, but postpartum, yeah. Charlie has to take preference. Uh, and it's kind of got its own direction, but it's about making sure that I just push pause on a, on a few things. You know, it's not stopping or I'm not abandoning things. I'm just, other things have to take priority and right now it's her. So the juggle, I guess, is figuring out what those glass balls are and what the plastic ones are that can bounce back. Do you have perspective of what you've gone through? And I'm not saying that you've gone through the the, the war, but I was like being a single mum and looking back and seeing how you achieved that and still having, you know, your corporate job and I guess then finding love again when you've got another one and then what you went through with your second. Do you feel like you have a perspective where you have let go of that mum's guilt more? Definitely, yeah. I think it's still there. I mean, she's she's a lingerer. She's always going to creep in yeah. and no matter what you do. But I think it is about just giving ourselves a little bit of grace. You know, the things that we do every day, are, it's, it's a lot, you know, mm. and we all, I hate the whole mums are superheroes narrative because... No, they don't have a fucking choice. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, it's forced on us, right? Yeah. But, you know, we do get through a lot of things that maybe other people wouldn't and I think that's where, yeah, I'm a little bit kinder to myself in that space. So. Have you noticed a difference when you were in hospital with your almost 11-year-old um, and to now having a seven-week-old, even the parenting advice oh my has God. changed. Like yeah. I was, you know, I, when I went there, like I even asked for a wine when I went to hospital with my third-born because they used to give you a glass of wine um, with my oldest and they're like, we don't do that anymore. I was like, oh, geez, everything really has changed. But have you noticed that it has even in those years? Totally, yeah, totally. Even with general advice, you know, gentle parenting wasn't really around when I had Peyton and I'm sure you were the yeah. same. It's, it's a new ish kind of thing and the sleep advice is all different. Even immunization schedules are changed. Yes. I was like, really? Do we not do that now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you definitely sort of have to double check a lot of things, I think, in that sense. But as a third time mum, I'm so much more confident in my parenting and my decisions and knowing that each child is very different. Wouldn't it be nice if you could bottle that confidence and give it to oh. younger mums? And you can't, yeah. you can't, you know, people would have given you the advice and you wouldn't have known because it's the first time doing something. Yeah. So it's always going to be more scary and you want to be able to achieve it. But like I, I went to a paediatrician with my third. I said, oh, he's got a milk allergy, right? And this was a new paediatrician. He's like, so for the first six weeks. And I went, oh, it's my third born. Yeah. And he goes, oh, okay, no worries. And I was like, isn't that amazing where you're like, 
people just treat you differently. Yeah. Because yeah. you have gone through it and you know your child and you're listening to your intuition a little bit more where you wish like you could bottle that and give it to people. Absolutely. Because even when you, you would probably have the same, when you go to Woolworths with the youngest yeah. and you don't have the other two with you. Yes. And the way that people treat you yes. versus when you have all three. Yeah. And even yesterday a lady said to me, oh, you know, oh. just make sure you enjoy this time because it really goes so fast. She had a toddler and she was like, you know, they'll be this age. I was like, oh, I've already got two of those. Right, and yeah. she's like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. And, and it was so well-meaning but yeah. I was like, I know, I'm, I, I am enjoying it. it. Yeah. I am going to go home and binge, you know, working mums. Like, yes. I'm good. Yeah, I'm where good. before you probably want to achieve things and make sure that you're trying to do the vacuuming when the child's asleep. Yeah. But now you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, God, no, my <laughs> vacuum? What's that? What I know, apparently. <laughs> what are you going to do for Mother's Day? Oh, look, I don't know. Dan said to me that he has booked breakfast. Nice. Um, yeah, it's 7.30 a.m. Oh, that's a bit ridiculous. So, you know, I was a big chunk of me was going to say, can you not? Because I'd yeah. love a sleep in. But I'm just... It's hard when you say to dads, like, well, you know, something nice for Mother's Day would be, why don't you spend quality time with your yeah. kids somewhere? <laughs> why don't I have nobody touching me yes. for a couple of hours? That would be stunning. <laughs> you <laughs> be won't great. get it. You no, won't get it. No, absolutely not. Um, so apart from that, I don't know. Probably something very, very chilled in the afternoon. Well, Danny Rogers, you can check out your podcast, host of the Mummy Republic podcast and your events is? Mummy Republic as well. So if you want a little bit of a day dance. Yeah, www.mummyrepublic.com.au. Events will be kicking off again later in the year. Yeah, because you put pause on it. Put pause, yeah. And I've had a lot of women go, come on, we need the next one. I'm like, guys, just (laughs) calm down. I love the enthusiasm. Um, But yeah, we'll be back later in the year. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Han. Really appreciate it. Stab Abby and Matt on B105.